become aware become aware become aware become aware become aware become aware welcome to David Speaks and uh, today we're going to be talking about a little bit of different thing uh, well I talked about it a little bit before um <clears throat> and I'm going to change a little bit of how I do this podcast. Uh, not necessarily going to be t- changing the subjects all that much. Maybe maybe not as much as uh, just the way that I do the podcast and deliver it. Um, for, for reasons that will be kind of apparent in the end of this episode. Um, and uh, I do think that, you know, there is... A point, actually, uh, uh, well, there's a couple of things. There's a lesson to be learned from my example. And there's a point to be made about the nuances of this, too, that we'll definitely be going into as well. So, uh, I'm going to be talking about the result of taking things too seriously. So, I talked a little bit before, uh, I mean, it a while ago, but about the uh, cost of, I think I called it the curse of taking things too seriously. Um, but it was mostly talking about, you know, when, now what happens when you're actually taking things seriously. Not necessarily what happens afterwards. Um, and in some ways, they, they are related but also not at the same time. I think it was actually a YouTube video that did that episode. Um, not that I don't think that there are serious things in the world, and I think, you know, maybe t- taking things seriously can help in those situations, but taking things too seriously is, is where you end up with this problem of well you end up with a couple problems one of them possibly the most uh, I don't know about important but most um, important part of this is that when you take these things seriously too seriously you you almost get you get an ideology, and you get a, a religion, and you get religious based content. Basically, at that point, you might as well just believe in a god, and you know say that you you believe in a god and all this stuff. Like even if you're into you know atheism or whatever, or science and and all this other stuff, it doesn't matter. Like if you take it too seriously and you you are spreading a message that kind of like does this to where it goes, oh, well, this is what's true, and you need to listen. You need to believe this. You need, you need to see this to be true. You know, you, need to, you take that seriously, and then you, you act that way. It creates a, a, a religion in your mind. It creates another belief. It creates problems in your life. Um, and it creates 
you know, many problems with others as well because then they see you doing this and they resist it and then they don't then they don't learn from it as a result. Uh, because they because you took it too too seriously and then you got you know you know, that's how mean comments and stuff end up happening because people take their opinions too seriously. Um some of it is just trolling, to be fair. Some of it's just like people going, "Oh yeah, you're dumb." Yeah, that's real helpful and original. <laughs> but sometimes it's more like, "You're stupid." This opinion is dumb. You know this type of thing because you took your ideas too seriously, and it goes back to what I was talking about a little bit of it yesterday to us well about the problems of having an objective what you consider to be an objectively true point of view. Because if you think it's objectively true at that point, you're going to... I mean, you might as well just call it a religion at that point because there's really nothing you can do. Like, you're going to have biases about this so-called objective truth. And nobody, nothing that nobody tells you is going to tell, show you anything differently. And that's why religious people for the most part, never really become atheists at debate with atheists because, and, and you know, go against atheism because the, the religious person is thinking something is objectively true. I mean, they don't really say it's objectively true, but they say the Bible is true, they say God is true and real and, and all this stuff, while the atheist is saying the other thing. Science is true, science is real. What's Who's right, who's wrong? None are right, none are wrong. But at the same time, they're both right and they're both wrong. <clears throat> In different ways. And the problem is that your ideas necessarily... I mean, there, there, there are problems with certain ideas, don't get me wrong. But the problem isn't necessarily your idea. It's more about the attitude that you have towards what you know to be true and what you think to be true and things like this you know like I could believe for instance that fairies exist or Santa Claus exists and there's nothing really wrong with him I mean some people might think it's down or whatever I mean I don't really believe that well I don't really believe that anymore that fairies and Santa Claus exists um, but you know, if somebody believes that and they're not, uh, you know, a child, somebody's going to be like, oh, that's really dumb and, and stuff like that. But if they're, and if this person who believes in fairies and Santa Claus says, has taken these ideas to be serious, to, uh, seriously and as a, you know, real truth and stuff like that, they're going to get offended and they're going to say, you, this person's dumb and you're dumb and, and all this stuff. And so that's the cost of taking things seriously. That's one of the costs. Uh, also goes back to, like I said, what I was talking about yesterday about objective reality. If you think something is subjective, I mean, that's that's the inevitable result, is taking things to serious level. Uh, when that's not really necessarily warranted. In that situation. 
And so you kind of create like this loop of you're right, you're, I'm right, or you're wrong, I'm right. Um, this is right, and it cannot be wrong because it's subjective. And that creates a problem of not being able to see that you're wrong when you're wrong. Also, this has to do with the story, which I might go into in other episodes, but, um, you know, Eckhart Tolle and others have talked about that really well. Um, and I might go more into it in, like I said, other episodes, but, um, so that's the, that's one of the costs of being too serious, <clears throat> as well as the, the biggest cost. Is that you end up having this problem of, you know, taking because people, if people disagree, you're gonna take that seriously, and you go, no, you're wrong, you're dumb, you're whatever. The second cost is um, overthinking. Now it depends on what you're taking seriously, and like I said, I'm not saying that you shouldn't take some things seriously. Um. But it, you have to put it in degrees and levels. Um, and if it's too serious, you're going to know. Based on what I'm going to be telling you here. So, I'm going to try and speed this up a little bit. So, the second cost is overthinking, overdoing, overworking. Because you're you're taking whatever is too seriously. You know, it could be spiritual work. could be any kind of work. But because you have an attitude, a mood about it. And I don't mean attitude like as as in a bad attitude, but as as like, oh no, I have to get this done. There's a deadline that I'm doing right now. Um, type of attitude, like a like a mood, like a perception that you have to be, you think to be true. That's, you know, not really based on fact necessarily, but based on emotion, or it may be based partially on fact, but there's mostly an emotional undertone in that fact that makes it seem darker than it necessarily has to be. Um, third is overthinking. Or compulsive thinking, which I'll go into next, maybe. Um, if I understand what compulsive is correctly, anyways. <laughs> which is something that's, you know, that may be a problem, who knows. But overthinking happens because you take life and take things too seriously. Oh no, what if this happens? What if I, you know, die? What if I get hit by a car in traffic? Or what if I, you know, you could spend your whole entire life doing, doing nothing but what ifs questions. What if this, what if this, what if that happens? What if this happens? And uh, it's because you're taking life too seriously. Oh no, what if this happens? What if I fail the test? What am I going to do? And sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
because what what it ends up doing is, in some cases, you know, because you're taking this test and you're you're so anxious about it, you 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 will be less uh, you have less clarity and less uh, of an ability to do the work really well because you're too anxious and you're too serious and you're too stressed and overworked from your your mind's attitude about what's hap- what you're you know going to be doing and now what you're doing and that blinds you to you know what you're actually doing in a lot of cases and so as a result what you end up having is a failed test because you're you're so worried about failing this test you actually end up failing the test because you're too focused on your mood and your mind and your attitude about things rather than the thing itself for what it is i almost want to say that you 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 know serious taking things too seriously doesn't you know work and that in fact there's no real neat reason for it there's no reason to take anything seriously I know a lot of people will be like, but what about work and what about things that have to do and take the, you know, are, the things are necessary and stuff like this. And I'm not talking about, like, just stop doing anything. That's not what I mean. I mean stop putting, having a seri- too much of a serious attitude when it comes to life and when it comes to anything. Um, you, don't, you don't need to take things seriously to get things done. A lot of people do the same thing when it comes to motivation. Like, what if I I need to be angry in order to motivate myself? I need to force myself to do this in order to motivate my motivate myself. But that's not necessarily true. Like, that's one of like a hundred million ways of motivating yourself um, that may work. I mean, there's so many different ways of doing this. There's no reason why, um, out of the millions of ways to motivate yourself, anger and and forcing yourself would work. And work better than all those other ways. In fact, I'd argue that in a, in a sense it doesn't work because it doesn't help your mental health... And it doesn't help your mental acuity. Uh, and what I mean by this is because you're forcing yourself, you're not actually putting your best effort forward, ironically. And and why do you feel like you have to force yourself? What is the purpose of forcing yourself? Is it because it's it's because you're taking this too seriously, and you're 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 trying to do something that. doesn't necessarily need force it needs to be understood that force is not necessary effort and force are not really the same thing but we do often confuse them because we're uh, stuck inside this this small worldview uh, I'm sorry but most of us have such a limited imagination and a limited 
mindset about things. Um, it's not really an insult. It's, it's more of an observation because I've noticed that most people have, when it comes to life, like two, three or four, if not, you know, less than that, basic ways of trying to make themselves do something. And those ways aren't necessarily the best ways to do the thing that you're trying to do. And part of that is because we don't think about what we're, what we're thinking about and we're not actually thinking about how to do this properly. Um, you know, that is changing a little bit. You know, businesses are changing that for sure. And business people are, you know, doing that and coaches and stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, that's not really changed that much. Maybe a little bit more has changed in, in uh, regards to this within the last couple of years. But for the most part, that hasn't really changed. Uh, and, you know, it does a hell of a toll on your body. Because all this, all this uh, forcing and effort uh, causes a lot of tension in your body. Um, now, that doesn't mean that you don't have twos. That, that doesn't mean that you don't struggle when you're doing something. Like when you're doing spiritual work, like deeper spiritual work, like so, like contemplation or metacognition, which I'm going to be going into in other episodes in the future. And I've gone into it in the past in other ways. Um, but those things will bring, you will have to struggle to do those things. But that doesn't mean that you have to take those things seriously. And you have to... Act, you know, be in a mind of overthinking and going, oh no, what this is, you know, I failed at doing this for whatever reason, and that's not good, and I need to take things more seriously. And so, you have to think about this, think about why that's, you know, that, that you're taking this seriously and what that does for you in regards to, you know, results. Does that actually bring you more peace and happiness? And it doesn't actually help you to do the thing more? Or could there be a better way of doing this thing? Well, maybe not better. Better better is not really the right word because, uh, you know, better is kind of like one of those words, especially in this instance that, you know, can be argued over a little bit, but it doesn't really work as far as your mental health does, as, as far as that can, is concerned. Um, and the reason for is because your mind is, because you're taking things seriously, your mind then put invests too much energy into it, which causes emotional uh, control out, you know, emotional attitudinal attitudinal uh, shifts to towards anxiety and trying to do things perfectly and things like this like I said there's nothing wrong with uh, effort and struggle as long as you don't attribute this to you know doing things wrongly or taking things too seriously or things like this like you have to balance the struggle out with you know relaxation and joy and life itself and awareness. 
becoming aware of what is happening outside of you, inside of you, you know, in your body, things like this. You know, there's no reason you have to force motivation to happen. Um, you know, that doesn't really work. It doesn't really help you in that situation. Oh, but I need to force myself. If I don't force myself, I'm not going to do it. Then why are you, why, why do you feel like you have to force yourself to do it? And what is the purpose? Like I said, just because I'm saying to not force it doesn't mean that you don't do it. It means find a different attitude for uh, your what you're doing, why you're doing it. Most people feel like they have to force it because they're acting from obligation rather than from you know, truth and seeing the real reason for doing something. Which is beyond obligation. Um, and you know, um, a good example, interestingly enough, is like if you if a parent says to clean up your room, and that makes you they make you clean up your room. It 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 just it feels like an obligation, and the reason why is because there's no real reason behind it. Just really dumb, and you know, your kids are gonna be like, This is really stupid, I don't want to clean up my room, and you know, all this type of stuff. Because they don't understand that the reason for it, the reason why the, the room needs to be clean, and stuff like this. The parents just like order them around, Clean up your room, do it now. Uh, and sometimes it's necessary, don't get me wrong, like if you're doing something, you know, professionally bounded. That, that, that can work maybe not necessarily with that kind of voice but you know clean the room for this reason maybe give them a reason a motivating reason like do you, are you having trouble finding things in your room um, so you know maybe clean it up a little bit you know people are, people are coming over you know I don't want your room to I don't want this house to be I don't want us to be known as the dirty people. Please clean up your room, this type of thing. Um, that way you're you're giving them a, an actual reason for why you're you're trying to do this to to make them do this. Um, because like I said, I don't know if it's true that necessarily the, the reason why obligation it feels like obligation is because there's no reason behind it that's given but it definitely seems that way it may not be true necessarily but um, that's what I've noticed there's no real like reason for it and there's not always going to be a reason um, so it's not like you, you need to give your reasons every single time necessarily but you have to be aware of the um cost I suppose of obligation like especially if you're an adult you know it's one thing if you're a kid necessarily you're not really going to understand the reasons necessarily but necessarily but you know as an adult and you're, if you're giving yourself obligations or if others are giving you obligations 
maybe maybe see if those obligations are actually serving you in those moments. Maybe they're not necessary. necessary. Or if they are necessary, look for the reasons for why they're necessary. And so instead of looking at the obligation, you're actually looking for the motivation to do it versus the obligation. Um, and, you know, no, don't take that seriously either. Just notice it and try and look at things from that viewpoint. From that understanding, um, kind of brings you a different level of clarity. You know, because outward motivation doesn't really work. For the most part. Like, if you do it right, it could work. If you give it based on, like, reason, like, the understanding of, oh, well, this needs to be done for this reason, or whatever. But like I said, that's not always practical, and it's not always something that can work. Um, for different reasons, but... I, I, I usually lean towards that more... Than not, but sometimes it's not always practical. Um, trying to think, what else should I say here? So, uh, don't let that reason as well, you know, make you take things seriously. I don't know if I said that, but I mean, make sure that you know that because that also doesn't necessarily work as well as uh, trying, you know too relaxed in life now I think there's a such thing as being too relaxed as well I think that can happen as well so I think that there needs to be balance between seriousness and too much relaxation um, as well as too little and too much attachment but who knows so um, whenever you find yourself in these modes of taking things seriously and having you know this this attitude of oh no or what am I going to do or I'm going to fail or, or whatever it is I want you to look at why I want you to think about your thinking think about your emotions in this situation think about your reasons why or more importantly think about your thinking concerning why are thinking concerning this like if you're saying oh no this is you know happening before reason this reason or whatever like i'm failing this test because of, you know think of why think of this think about your thinking um in a way you'll start to you know understand the core interesting error in your thinking eventually you may notice this you may even notice this now but sometimes you know maybe even most of the time when when this happens you'll you'll forget this and you'll you'll lose your rationality and your logic and your reasoning because your emotions are now controlling your your mind and your attitude towards whatever it is is controlling what you're actually seeing um so your 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 protect perception actually changes in a sense because of this, and so you're seeing something something that that necessarily isn't isn't necessarily the way that you see it, but you're seeing it in a certain way, which creates it in, in a certain way in your mind. So, anyways, this is David speaks. Hope you liked this episode. I'll talk to you in the next one.